That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Our dear friend and dear friend of the show, Phil Giraldi, joins us now. Phil, a belated Merry Christmas, a belated Happy New Year, uh, a much overdue thank you uh, for all the time and insight you've given us in 2023 and a hope and aspiration we can continue to count on letting me pick your big brain uh, in 2024. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And to all our viewers, I would say, you know, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We really count on you. Yes. Thank you, Phil. So you have a very uh, interesting piece coming out uh, over the weekend, which by Saturday or Sunday will be at judgenap.com, but they can uh, get it earlier at the places uh, where you normally post it, making a very interesting argument about the interconnection between the freedom of speech and to a certain extent, the freedom of assembly and association here in the US and the Israel lobby and support of Israel. So big picture, is the United States government helping Israel by suppressing free speech here at home? Well, uh, again, big picture is is right. I would say that it absolutely is. All of the uh, uh, activity that we've been seeing ever since October 7th, uh, when the uh, Hamas situation developed, uh, basically is, uh, is being, I would say, distorted in a way to protect Israel by limiting the ability of critics here in the United States and elsewhere <clears throat> to make the arguments that uh, uh, are necessary to make about what's going on. It's uh, uh, it's not a question of anyone uh, going out and saying we want to destroy Israel because it's not, but they're twisting the narrative, they're twisting the words that are being used to give that impression when in fact it's been uh, the Palestinians who have been on the receiving end of all the violence and all the suppression and all the lack of uh, democracy and freedom, and uh, they are the being the they are the real victims, and the, the whole narrative is being twisted the other way. And the only way to do that is basically to distort and twist uh, what we Americans used to believe was freedom of speech. Uh, now we're being told that any criticism of Israel, for example, uh, is uh, anti-Semitism and is a, a hate crime. But that's nonsense. Israel is a 
as a state, it's a government, it's a political philosophy, Zionism is. And it's a, this, these two things have nothing to do with each other. It's a, uh, nobody's going out and saying we must kill Jews, or someone is, but this is no one serious or no one we should be listening to or are listening to. But, but the, the idea of United States aid to Israel is ultimately a political judgment made by the Congress. And political speech is the highest protected speech there is. The, government, the whole purpose of the First Amendment is to keep the government out of the business of speech totally, but especially with respect to political speech. Uh, does the Israeli lobby and do their allies in local, state, and federal government uh, think that some beneficial purpose is served by stifling free speech? Well, they're being very selective in how they see free speech, uh, in a sense, being abused. Um, the, uh, the meetings that uh, Congress had a month ago with the three heads of uh, major universities in the United States, uh, basically, uh, that, those meetings were an attempt to get the, uh, the three women involved uh, to commit themselves to um, basically ban uh, uh, speech that was critical of what Israel was doing uh, in Gaza. And this is perfectly legitimate as far as I'm concerned. And they tried to explain that there are, uh, there are nuances or there's context in terms of, of uh, free speech and not free speech when people are using speech and language to threaten others uh, or to create situa situations of violence uh, and uh, against <laughs> others or other groups. This is where the line is being crossed. But this is not the case of what's going on right now on campuses where people are debating one side against the other about whether the uh, Israeli reaction to Gaza uh, and to Hamas what is legitimate or whether it's uh, a genocide. And I think this is legitimate debate. But, but what business is it of the government? What legitimate authority under the Constitution does the federal government have inquiring about how Harvard University is governed? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a point too. Uh, the, the fact is that... Uh, if there are not crimes being committed, then the federal government or the state government, local government, they have no right to intervene into these kinds of discussions. And yet here was Congress calling in the presidents of three major universities to basically try to, uh, to, to make them say that uh, this is all hatred of Jews and this is all uh, a manifestation of hate speech which uh, by some interpretations is, is criminal. So they're trying to criminalize what is essentially a political discussion about what people in foreign countries are doing. So the whole thing is absurd in, in terms of how Congress and how the White House see that they have a role to play in this. So um, of the three university professors summoned uh, before the House of Representatives, where Congresswoman Elsie Stefanik revealed her utter ignorance of the concept of free speech. Nevertheless, she browbeat the daylouts out of all three. Two are gone. President of the University of Pennsylvania and the president of Harvard 
resigned because of the brouhaha that began in that uh, interrogation, an interrogation that, in my view, Congress had no business making whatsoever. But big picture demonstrates, I think, and correct me if you think I'm wrong or support me if you think I'm right, Phil, uh, that the Israeli uh, lobby in America doesn't care about free speech unless it supports Israel. Phil. Yeah, okay. I, I thought uh, there was a picture coming. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's what they take. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you look at the Anti-Defamation League, you look at APAC, you look at the, 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 the press statements they put out, uh, they see Israel as a victim. Uh, where most of the rest of the world uh, sees it quite the other way in terms of what's been happening to the Palestinians since 1948. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is, um, this is debatable. This is, this is a political issue. It has moral overtones. Uh, if, you're, if you're killing people, uh, there are going to be moral overtones. And uh, there will be uh, one way to look at an issue and another way to look at an issue. And um, let's, let's have instead of Congress coming in to force a viewpoint, which is essentially these, why these women were being harassed, uh, we, let's have a little common sense. Let's have a little bit of uh, listing on two sides. I don't think anybody I know uh, actually approves of killing uh, 7,000 Palestinian children in Gaza. What's now uh, 22,000 killed in Gaza maybe 3,000 uh, Hamas fighters, so 19,000 civilians. And you're right, of that 19, 7,000 uh, were babies. Chris, you can put the picture uh, back up again for a minute. Uh, the lady closest to us is the former president of Harvard. She resigned yesterday. The lady in the middle is the former president of the University of Pennsylvania. She resigned before Christmas. The lady on the far side was and remains uh, the president of um, Massachusetts Institute uh, of Technology. Um, it's funny because the um, University of Penn president hired a very expensive PR firm and a very expensive law firm to prep her for her testimony. Oof, is that money poorly, uh, poorly spent? Uh, if she had come to me, uh, I would have advised, uh, give them your name and your address and then take the Fifth Amendment. Don't get in an argument with these people. They set the ground rules. They uh, control the forum. They're not judges. They're political hacks that are going to try to embarrass you. You can't be prosecuted uh, for silence. Is uh, the ADL and APAC demanding that more heads roll? What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Excuse me, commanding the what? Demanding that more heads roll in, uh, in academia. Oh yeah, well th- th- yes, they are. I mean, there's there's basically been a lot a lot of attempts made to define a lot of these issues in a way that uh, it excludes certain kinds of discussion, and uh, we've been seeing a lot of this uh, uh, also tied in with the politics of universities. You know, uh, uh, whether they're too liberal, whether they're too right wing, all of this is getting wrapped together in various. Uh, uh, combinations to restore some what what various politicized groups are seeing as this, an essential remake of uh, of higher education so do you think that universities are willing to uh, squelch free speech uh in deference to the wishes of their biggest donors i mean some of these universities harvard's located in massachusetts columbia is located in new york uh, Princeton is located in New Jersey. These are states uh, that have public accommodations laws, uh, which uh, require, even though it's private property, require these universities to protect free speech. They can't punish the speech that their donors hate. But it appears that that's what these lobbyists are trying to achieve. And that's what this congresswoman and her, her colleague on, on the committee has been trying to achieve and did achieve with the president of Harvard and the president of Penn? Well, the uh, major donors uh, began pulling money out of uh, both Columbia and Harvard uh, almost immediately after the hearings in Washington. And that was certainly a, uh, a, a motivating factor for the uh, president of, uh, of, of University of Pennsylvania, uh, McCall, to uh, resign again almost immediately. She saw what was coming and uh, realized this was a no-win situation. Uh, 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 Catherine Gay of Harvard uh, stuck it out a bit longer and had considerable support from um, uh, faculty and students, but major donors, again, were threatening to the tune of of billions of dollars uh, to punish the university uh, for um, creating a, a, a... hostile atmosphere for Jewish students. So again, this is the issue. We're talking about uh, Jewish students being singled out as the victims of uh, Palestinian students. How powerful are Palestinians and Palestinian groups in the United States? They're all being banned by the universities and Palestinian students are the ones that are being focused on as the troublemakers. So this is incredible. I mean, here you have the the 30,000 dead are Palestinians and uh, and yet somehow it's um, Jewish students on campus and and uh, the Israeli government that are the victims. I think this is going to backfire, Phil. I can't believe that in the minds of Israel's American allies, the support for the Netanyahu government is so strong that it's willing to use uh, moral suasion, uh, economic opportunity. And even the power of the government, like with Elsie Stefanik, uh, Chris just showed up there. There she is, the chief uh, in, interrogator of this inquisition. 
to stifle and to condemn free speech. I can't believe that that will last or will survive. The, the value, the principal value judgment underlying the country is the right to think as you wish and say what you think and publish what you say. Well, let's put it this way. I think that the question becomes how you shape the narrative. And this is what uh, people are afraid of. We have a whole series of, of actions undertaken by the Israel lobby over the course of 50 years, 60 years that we can look back on, showing us just how they get rid of politicians that um, are, are giving them trouble, like Fulbright, like Percy, uh, there are a whole bunch of them. Uh, suddenly they're confronted with a, a candidate with uh, you know $50 million in his pocket to run a campaign, and, and, and they're gotten rid of. So this has been happening, and this is what, what you know, these women in, in uh, the university presidents, they uh, realize they're, they, this is an unrelenting foe that will keep going after you and keep going after you and keep going after you until you surrender completely, and sometimes if you surrender, they still get rid of you. This what? is the way the game is played by the Israel lobby. And, uh, you know, I could go on for an hour explaining uh, the many cover-ups they've done, the many things they've done, uh, USS Liberty, huh? Uh, you know, how, how many times does it have to happen that Americans are killed and American interests are sacrificed for Israel, uh, which doesn't uh, even basically have anything to do with U.S. national security? It's all quite the other way. One of our uh, writers who uses um, a num de plume called Gotham Parks, um, and, and a bunch of Roman numerals refers to Mrs. Stefanik as HUAC 2023. HUAC is House on American Activities Committee. And, and that's true. This is what happened in the 50s when there was the House on Americans Activities Committee and they investigated what was essentially free speech, which they called un American. I'm sorry to say that a young congressman from California was a member of that committee by the name of Richard M. Nixon. Nevertheless, it's a dark spot in American history when the government can summon you before it, put you under oath, and demand that you justify uh, and explain your uh, political opinions. How can it possibly offend the First Amendment to condemn genocide? Yeah, well, you think it's a no-brainer because... The U.S. Is, is a signatory to the International Genocide Convention. And the, US, the, U, the U, U.N. Charter, which the U.S. is a signatory to, also uh, very specifically talks about these sorts of incidents where one government, uh, one country goes after another and uh, carries out ethnic cleansing. It's considered to be one of the worst uh, anti-humanitarian crimes in existence. And yet the United States is sitting on its hands. And, and Joe Biden uh, today said uh, uh, he's going to keep the weapons flow to Israel going. We're not under any circumstances using the only leverage we have against them, incidentally, uh, cutting back on the weapons that we keep giving them. And we're even doing it, in, in a sense, illegally, <laughs> internally, in that Biden is doing this without uh, congressional review, which, of course, would be a no-brainer, that would happen automatically. But the fact is he's uh, he's making up his own rules as he goes along. So over the weekend, over the, the New Year's Eve weekend, 
Secretary Blinken signed a document under oath swearing uh, that it was necessary to send 147.5 million in uh, military equipment to Israel and bypass Congress because A, it was an emergency and B, it was demanded by the national security interests of the United States. I, I would defy him. I actually wouldn't defy him. I would love him to let me interrogate him under oath as if it were in my courtroom. How, because this is an act of perjury. How this could possibly be A, an emergency, B, to service the national security interests of the United States, Phil? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you put together all the lies and, and, and all the, the narrative shifting that's been going on, uh, specific, specifically since uh, October 7th, but before that, you know, where Ukraine, we had the same business, didn't we? And, and the, the fact is that this stuff is just is utter nonsense. It's being shoved down the throats of the public who have no say in what goes on. And uh, those weapons are not uh, neutral. They're going over there to kill people. And they're doing that very successfully. And that makes us complicit. And what is going on and then killing those people. I, as an American, I reject that. And uh, I would uh, I would like to uh, debate my congresswoman who to whom I've sent a number of letters and never had a response. Uh, you know, what is going on here? What's happened to our country? Well, what's happened to our country uh, is that the government picks and chooses sides and spends money, however, it wants. It's all about staying in power and about transferring uh, wealth. I mean, there there is just no arguable basis to say that giving this money to Israel uh, is A, an emergency, and B, necessary for the national security. It's, it's also crazy to bypass Congress in this case, because Congress would give this money in a heartbeat, because Congress is in lockstep with Joe Biden on this issue of aid uh, to Israel. Um, I can see them bypassing Congress on Ukraine. I think it's wrong, but I can see them doing it because they're not going to get the money out of the Republican-controlled House, but they're certainly going to get whatever they want out of both houses of Congress for Israel. So why lie under oath? Why invoke emergency powers? Why claim this is a matter of American national security interest when it's not necessary to do so? Yeah, well, that's exactly the scary bit about this. If you if you ever have the opportunity of cornering one of these people and ask him, well, what is in it for the United States? What is in it for the American people? That you're fighting these two wars uh, by proxy, uh, costing us uh, hundreds of billions of dollars. Where is the gain for the people that elected you? Uh, are you are you blind to that? I I, I just you know at a certain point. The incredulity that you get out of launching our federal government at work is just, you know, it's mind-boggling. What we were just looking at, Chris, you can put it up again if you want, uh, is the APAC website that actually shows members of Congress who manifested a public allegiance to APAC, and, and you can donate to those members of Congress right through the APAC website. There are hundreds of members of Congress there in both houses and in both political parties. Some of them are friends of mine, and I didn't know that uh, they were involved in this, and I will confront them. 
One of them, I won't mention his name, comes on this show regularly, and I will confront him uh, over this. We'll see. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Phil, it's always great at chatting with you, no matter what we're we're talking about. You have the courage of a tiger, and and a fierce intellect, and so much appreciate all the time you spend with us. Well, thank you very much for having me on. Sure, sure. Again, happy new year to you and your family, and we'll see you again uh, next week. Okay, thank you. See you then. Thank you. Coming up uh, in uh, tw- 35 minutes at 4 o'clock Eastern, the inimitable Max Blumenthal. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom.